0: Morning Liberty.
1: Well, what is up, all of our Liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of the Good Morning Liberty podcast. My name is Nate Thurston, and across from me, as always, is Mr. Charles Chuck. Stuck too tall, something stuck also, Thompson. What's up today, Chuck? Just
2: always trying to figure out my name.
1: I know. I think That's, i I nailed it. I think that was the best so far. Yeah, from but you did do the what's up, Chuck? What's up, Chuck? That's what I got a lot all the time. <laughs> so up, Chuck. we if you've been following along, you know that Charlie has been dealing with some tooth problems, some teeth problems, and he's feeling better today. I feel like we've got, like, Sixty to seventy percent Charlie today. What it, something like that. We'll get him back at the hundred sometime.
2: Don't call it a comeback.
1: He's on his way back. It's a comeback. If you've been listening for the last if you've been listening for the last several episodes, you've noticed Charlie has been in pain severely high and has just had a hard time talking about anything. And now today we've got him less in pain. Still severely high, but he's gonna be fine. He's gonna be just fine right yeah yeah. what are your dogs barking about out there you think probably the ups guy ah freaking ups uh okay well today we've got a, a couple things to talk about by the way i gotta tell you to subscribe to the podcast we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when charlie wants to which is almost every single day of the week we give you the news from a liberty perspective let you know what kind of bs is going on out there That way, you can just kind of weed through all of the narrative and figure out what exactly is going on. And today, we have to talk a little bit about the Derek Chauvin trial. The verdict came out. We tried to catch it live on the podcast yesterday, and it happened like five minutes after we got done with the podcast episode yesterday. So, we weren't able to actually catch it, but they did find him guilty on all counts. Guilty. And... We speculated a little bit. Charlie was thinking maybe he wouldn't be found guilty on the, the highest count. Um, and, but we the way that the jury came back pretty quickly, it was, it was pretty obvious they were going to find him guilty on everything. I don't know if everyone who listens to this podcast agrees with that. I don't know if everyone thinks that that is the best verdict they could have came down on. I think manslaughter was a, a, a pretty easy one to get. Probably the others... I don't know exactly where I come down on it. Honestly, I haven't looked at all the evidence. I didn't listen to all the witness testimony. So I feel like I can't, I, I try to be like a jury at all times. I haven't listened to the witness testimony. I have not read Minnesota's laws. And so I, I, and so I don't know exactly what my thoughts are on it. That I can just tell you that. And there's all kind of talk out there about how the jury might have been scared into doing this. I don't know if that played a factor or not. It seems like the it seems like the law was pretty well applied overall, uh, but I we can't say that the jury potentially being scared of riots and things like that 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 didn't play a part in it. We're just not going to know for sure whether mm-hmm. or not it did. So, I don't know, what do you think, ma'am?
2: I I feel like I've given my thoughts over the last couple of days and um yeah, I don't think I don't think uh people uh, everyone in the group agrees with us, and that's okay. That's what that's what opinions are for. Uh, and my my thing is, is I I guess the murder two charge. There was a clarification uh, that it's because he he was committing a felony assault at the time, uh, and so that was the reason for that. I I didn't really um I I don't know why they charged him with all three.
1: Really, I mean. I think just to try and make sure something would stick would be my guess. Yeah. Yeah.
2: But I'll tell you, I'm not surprised. This is what I thought was going to happen. I I thought two out of three is what they were going to do, but they did all three. And my opinion has been since the beginning when this all happened, May of last year, we talked about how wrong it was. At least I did.
1: We did. We did. I think
2: about how wrong it was that a police officer could knee on your neck like that for so long that it ends up killing you for a counterfeit bill. Mm Mm-hmm. And I realize he was resisting and and whatever, but it didn't warrant a a death sentence and it didn't warrant what Derek Chauvin did. And the jurors agreed with that. Um, So that's what this article says here. And I like the title. Jurors could not believe that a reasonable officer would have done what Derek Chauvin did. And that's the standard, by the way. It's reasonableness.
1: And one thing, you know, I was thinking yesterday on this as I was driving home, I was thinking about the fact that this was done over a $20, a fake $20 bill. Um, Obviously, as libertarians will joke about how, uh, obviously, the government just makes fake money all the time. And that's true. This, This is something that the government does all the time, although it's not technically fake in the eyes of the law, but they enjoy just creating fake money. And so you're like, well, a person made some fake money. And so, why did this end up with the person getting killed, or why did the police have to pull them over or do this for that? But you have to realize, there's no defense of the police or anything like that. Just to clarify, when you when you pass off a fake twenty dollar bill, you are you are in effect stealing from the business that you are getting the product or service from because they're not going to be able to exchange that. They're not going to be able to actually use that as money. So that it, it really is just theft. You're stealing from the business. Now, this mm-hmm. is a completely different law. It's not theft from the person from the business that would end up being the victim in this circumstance. Obviously, federally, they're going to look at that a lot differently. But we do also have to remember that when you do try to give a business a fake amount of money that you are stealing from them, you are receiving the product and then they can't do anything with the money that you gave them. Mm-hmm. So I, I do just want to want to throw that out there yeah and you know. someone
2: from the live group says that uh five reasonable officers were on the scene yeah. but you know the other four didn't decide to knee on his neck for so long
1: yeah well he can't only, all that, fit right there you know There's well that one but person.
2: they also they several officers testified against him yeah you know the state had a really strong case when they had several officers including the chief of police testify against him that what he did was unreasonable
1: yeah so that that kind of goes that, into this that article is
2: what harmed him the most
1: that goes into the article that we have right here. And this is really just a good rundown of the a little bit of the trial, how it ended up coming out to these verdicts. This comes from reason it's called jurors could not believe that a reasonable officer would have done what Derek Chauvin did. So just bear with me while I'm running through this. I think this is important just to kind of get closure on this case, to kind of wrap our minds around it. And this is coming from reason that is a, a pretty good news organization, pretty good on the libertarian side of things most of the time. The guilty verdicts on all three counts reflect the logical force of the prosecution's case as well as the emotional impact of watching the assault on George Floyd. They said, quote, you can believe your own eyes, which is what the prosecutor told jurors during his closing argument against Derek Chauvin. Quote, this case is exactly what you thought when you first saw it when you saw that video. While the defense repeatedly speculated about other factors that might have contributed to Floyd's death, including his heart disease and his drug use, there was never any real doubt that he would have survived this encounter if Chauvin had handled it differently. Defense attorney Eric Nelson implicitly conceded as much when he argued in pretrial that Floyd may have survived if officers uh, who arrested Floyd for using the $20 bill to buy cigarettes had chosen to de-escalate instead of struggle. That suggestion implied that the ensuing use of force killed Floyd. I did not realize that the defense attorney actually said that he might have survived if they wouldn't have done that. That kind of kills a lot of the idea behind the case right there. So Nelson's lone medical witness, uh, witness forensic pathologist, David Fowler rejected the prosecution's argument that Floyd died from asphyxia describing the cause as a sudden cardiac arrhythmia. Yet Fowler cited the very stressful situation created by the prolonged prone restraint as an important factor, which hardly let Chauvin off the hook. The prosecution's medical witness, including Hennepin County, and by the way, the reason we're reading this is because we've came to a verdict now. We can go over what different people testified in the case, why the jury actually came down with this verdict before going out and giving what all of our thoughts are as to whether or not the jury came to the proper decision on all of it. It's just good to try and get as much information as possible. The prosecution's medical witness, including Hennepin County Chief Medical Examiner Andrew Baker. Uh, all agreed that the use of force caused Floyd's death. Chicago pulmonologist Tobin explained in detail how being pressed against the pavement by Chauvin's knees and the other officers' hands would have made it impossible for Floyd to breathe properly. To prove causation, the prosecution needed only to persuade the jury that Chauvin's actions, Chauvin's actions, you know, we've gone through this whole thing and I never really decided how to say the guy's name. Huh. Chauvin. Chauvin. There's A-U. I mean, I just want to say Ow. when i read that you know the jury that chauvin's actions were a substantial causal factor in floyd's death. but the fact that other causes may have contributed to george floyd's death does not relieve the defendant of any criminal liability he's criminally liable for all of the consequences of his actions that naturally occur including those consequences brought about by intervening causes as for whether Chauvin's use of force was justified, several supervisors, including the police chief and use of force experts, concluded that it was not. They said Chauvin's conduct violated his training, department policy, and the Fourth Amendment, which someone will have to... I don't actually know what in the Fourth Amendment that would violate. I'll just go ahead and be completely honest about that right there. I I don't know what part of the Fourth Amendment that is. So, um, let me see. Is Todd here today? No, Todd's not here, so... I don't know. Chauvin's actions easily fit the definition of second degree manslaughter, which required showing that he caused Floyd's death by his culpable negligence, creating an unreasonable risk and consciously taking the chances of causing great bodily harm. Taking the chances of causing great bodily harm. The maximum penalty is 10 years, but the presumptive sentence is four for that one. To prove second degree murder, prosecutors had to show that Chauvin unintentionally killed Floyd while committing a felony. So this is something that we've said a bunch of times that we have to correct. We have said that we didn't think he intentionally, the actual second degree murder charge did not need to prove intentionally. They need to prove that he intentionally committed a felony while he unintentionally killed Floyd. That is, that's what they actually had to prove. The jurors could have rejected the assault charge and therefore the felony murder charge if they were not convinced that Chauvin knowingly used unlawful force but they clearly thought his conduct went beyond negligence, a conclusion supported by all the testimony that the 19-year veteran failed to follow his training and blatantly flouted department policy. He knew better, he just didn't do better, in quotes there from the prosecutor. The presented sentence for third-degree murder is the same, although the maximum 25 years is shorter. The count required proving that Chauvin killed Floyd by perpetrating an act imminently dangerous to others and evincing a depraved mind without regard for human life. The Prave mind means Chauvin showed reckless and wanton unconcern and indifference. So those are the charges. Mm-hmm. The, that is why he was found guilty of those things. And Wes, the, the the clarification on that is there are there are a lot of instances where. If you are doing something and you unintentionally kill someone, but you're intentionally committing the felony act like you are robbing a bank and you go to uh, put the gun down somewhere, the gun goes off it shoots someone and kills someone, you did not intentionally murder the person, but since you were committing intentionally a felony at the time, you can still be charged with the second degree murder at that time. That's the way that that works out as far as the law is concerned. So I'm not sure I'd... Man, manslaughter in
2: third degree would be where you um, unintentionally killed someone, but there was no active felony. You,
1: you knew that, but you knew that what you were doing could have this effect potentially while, while you were doing it. It's essentially what that comes down to. So we, uh, you know, we talked a lot about this and it, it did come out with a guilty verdict. Uh, I think he needed to be found guilty of at least the manslaughter. And you would think that this is going to make a lot of people, I don't know, happy? Are people going to feel like justice was served here? Or people going to feel like, okay, well, bad things happen, but at least we have the law? I think there was some of that. Yeah, I think there was some. But there wasn't any from AOC. Well, let me pull up this video here that we have from AOC. Of course, we have to realize that there is still a problem here. And we still need AOC to come in and fix this for us because... I don't know, because she wants to. I don't know what the rule is. Let's see what she had to say about this. Hold on a sec. Everyone, hold on. Hold your horses. If you have any horses, please, please hold them for the time being.
0: Verdict is not justice. Frankly, I don't even think we call it full accountability, because there are multiple officers that were there wasn't just just Derek Chauvin and I also don't want this moment to be framed as this system working working because it's not working
1: that's the part that actually bothers me yeah that's that's the part that's super annoying. We'll play that again one more time. Because, well, because her agenda
2: is to burn down the system. She's literally. So a, if the system yeah. shows any signs of life, well, yeah,
0: we got
1: to make sure that we cut that off. God, she, everyone's gotten to saying the quiet parts out loud. No one really hides it anymore. It just doesn't matter. I want
0: this moment to be framed as this system working, working, because it's not working.
1: The system is working. He he killed George Floyd. And he got convicted of murder. And he's going to be going to prison. How is, this, how is that not working? It's not. How, <laughs> how I don't understand. Yeah. I, I don't get Let me see what else she says here. And. Oh, nothing. Okay.
0: That's what creates a lot of complexity in this moment.
1: Okay. Well, that wasn't important. Could have gone without that. Mm-hmm. AOC, thanks for letting me know.
2: Well, it's complex. It's complex, man.
1: It, it's complex. Yeah, it's yeah. a very difficult
2: time y'all, now. Y'all can't understand. Let me let me learn y'all what you're supposed
1: to do here. So, it's still be against the system. It ain't working. There's parts of what she said that you could actually find some agreement in because there are a lot of instances where things happen and the police are not held accountable for it. But when you do actually see. I mean, this is going to have, this is going to have an effect for, other, for all the other officers out there, knowing that if they are using some type of restraint and the person that they are restraining um, dies while they are restraining them, that they could end up going down for murder. And that is going to have an effect throughout the, throughout the entire system. I don't know if it's a, really going to be that great I don't know if it's going to be that great of an effect. Maybe they would be quicker to use the deadly force. I'm not, I'm not really sure what they're going to end up doing. Uh, but this is going to have an effect. But there are things that still need to be taken care of in the system, obviously. But when you have this actual, the guy goes on trial, the guy's charged with murder, the guy goes on trial and he's found guilty of murder. Like, what? why is that not the system working? I don't
2: understand. It's like either way, whether he was convicted or not, she was going to come out and say the system's not working.
1: Yeah. I'm I i do not know I don't know you got you guys tell me but um, I mean,
2: here's the other thing a lot of people are saying that the officers should be accomplices because they didn't pull them off uh, the Supreme Court has upheld that cops don't have to intervene
1: <laughs> when some, when someone's doing something yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean that
2: you know does you guys remember the school resource officer in Florida who yeah who just let the kid shoot up to school so you're
1: saying they they saw someone committing a felony and they're actually—they don't have to do anything. They about don't have that. to
2: yeah. just make sure they—they're not a part of it.
1: They weren't physically committing the felony, yeah. they're, so they're off the hook.
2: Yeah. Now I don't <laughs> know what you say about the officers that was holding down his legs and his and his back and his torso, but um, maybe they will bring charges.
1: I don't know. Well, those—I'm pretty sure some of those officers are in jail and they have been charged with things. really I'll to, yeah, I'll have to look that up, but I am pretty sure they have brought some charges mm. against the other the other officers. You guys have to let me know if that's for sure the case. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to cut in here and tell you about our sponsor, BetterHelp. You've heard us talk about them before. It's Charlie's favorite app, BetterHelp. You can go to betterhelp.com or you can download the app. BetterHelp is this great app that pairs you with a licensed therapist. So it's therapy over your phone all right if you are having a tough time getting by right now maybe you're dealing with anxiety maybe you're just not as happy as you think you should be maybe you're not finding the meaning in life you know we talk about life liberty and the pursuit of meaning maybe you're not finding that meaning in your life that you think that you should be if you're dealing with anxiety with depression with relationship problems BetterHelp has got a licensed therapist for you. It's super simple. You just go to the website, betterhelp.com GML. And that's going to give you 10% off your first month, by the way. So you go to betterhelp.com GML. You make an account. They ask you some questions about yourself, some preferential questions, and they're going to pair you with a the therapist that they think will work best for you. If you don't want that therapist, that's fine. You just pick another one okay it's safe it's secure it's a way to actually talk to a therapist without having to go into the office much cheaper than going into the office by the way listen taking care of your brain of your mental health is super important i don't know if you know this but your brain controls everything that you do okay so maybe it would help you to be talking to someone about it. You can message through the app. You can do video call. You can do voice calls. All kinds of stuff with the BetterHelp app. So go get that app. Make sure you sign up through betterhelp.com GML to get that 10% off your first month. You tell them we said, hey. Yesterday, there was another police shooting uh, of someone, a 16-year-old girl who was named Makia Bryant. Makia Bryant. Now, what I have seen, what I originally saw throughout all of the news when I saw this breaking last night and I saw it this morning, was that she had called 911 because she was in danger. There was a fight going on and that might very well be the case. That's what her family says is the case, is that she is the one who called 911. But when the police actually showed up, she was attempting to stab someone that that was not able to defend themselves in that moment when she had them pinned up against a car. She was trying to stab someone. Actually, she had just pushed someone else down on the ground, and I brought up the video so we could see this. The reaction to this online has been um, That That's a good new word. That's mm-hmm. what it's been, insaniere west. That's where. That's what's going on here. Do you want to do the story on this, or do you... Yeah, I want try. me to read yeah, today? Okay.
2: It. You want to do the video first or the story?
1: Um, I'll play Yeah, we can play the body cam real quick. This is in slow motion. There's a giant advertisement on the front of it from the Instagram page, but it was about the best video I could find. The police released the body cam uh, immediately yesterday. Five hours after. Yeah, I mean, that's like the fastest I've ever seen body cam mm-hmm. footage be released to the public, and that's because they knew what was going on with the narrative with the whole thing that it w- had a very high potential of getting out of hand pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And what I found is that the body cam footage is uh, uh, people just aren't going to care about it. I've even pulled a tweet here from someone saying that they're, they're not going to watch the body cam footage. They know what happened. <laughs> so no, you didn't. Yeah. I have a, tw- I have a tweet in here from, <laughs> from a blue check Mark. So I don't think there's any sound on this. No. And let me play this big on the screen for you guys. So the officer is coming up. There's a fight going on. Now the girl who allegedly called the cops is pushing another girl down onto the ground and also going at her with a knife. She's swiping at her with a knife at that time. The girl goes down on the ground. That's the girl who ends up getting shot right here. If you're not watching live, then you don't, you don't get to see this. So, at, I will pause this right here. The officer draws his gun. And from what I've seen online, the officer should have came in here with a taser or they should have sent a resource officer or something like that in here to defuse the situation. But a person with a knife was just swinging with a knife towards another person. That person went down onto the ground And then she turns and goes towards another girl that is up next to a car. The officer pulls his gun because he just seen someone going at someone with a knife. And then right now you see the person with the knife and a girl pinned up against the car. And she is now going to go towards her with the knife like she is going to stab her. I know that a knife is not the same thing as a gun, but you can hit someone in the right spot with a knife, and they could, they could die right there. This is, a, this is an attempted murder that you're seeing right here on the body cam footage. Now, she actually does get shot in this video for anyone who is watching. You don't see it. You don't see any blood or anything like that, uh, but you actually do see her get shot and go onto the ground in this video if anyone wants to not watch for the next 20 seconds here. Okay, now from from what I can see, what I can see on this video, a police officer just saved someone's life who was during an attempt of murder. That's that's what I just saw on this video. Mm-hmm. That's clear. the The person she's got a knife, Makia Bryant, has a knife and is attempting to stab the person who is up against the car. And the officer shoots her four times. The most dangerous thing I see was that the the person he was trying to save was in real close proximity to where he was shooting. And that was a, a gutsy shot right there. Also, they're all black. <laughs> yeah, everyone. All of them. <laughs> I didn't know if that mattered, but that is that is actually the case. Well, if he case. was
2: racist, I don't know why he didn't kill all of
1: them. <laughs> yeah. He just
2: came in gun blazing.
1: <laughs> I mean, that but is... It looks like he
2: was saving someone.
1: Yeah, so that, okay, I wasn't reading the... I wasn't reading the... Um, I was, I wasn't reading the the chat here, but that's what I noticed also. Uh, we don't actually have not seen the race of the police officer yet. Yeah. He did. His arms
2: look white when he, on the body. cam. Uh, The
1: thing I read from the AP said they didn't know yet, but maybe I wasn't really paying attention. I don't see color, Charlie. I'm I'm a racist.
2: (laughs) Well, I'm I'm just saying because black lives matter was protesting this last night. And so, I mean, the
1: gun was black.
2: (laughs) Yeah. The, but what I'm saying is if he was a racist cop, and why didn't he just shoot everybody there? Yeah. Um, another thing, the narrative is from all these people protesting is that she was acting in self-defense. You can clearly see from the body cam video, she goes after that girl with the knife. The girl was backing away. Yeah. She's not being attacked. Maybe she was attacked earlier. That's possible. Yeah. But she's not actively being attacked. She's attacking someone else. Yeah. The, and the and- other person's backing away into a car, and they couldn't. Back any further away, so she turned to the side and, like, tried to protect herself like this. You saw her, like,
1: yeah, fetal up. She was not posing an imminent violent threat to no. the person who was swinging at her with a knife. Right. <laughs> the, the, the girl that was in pink. Right th- right there. It's crazy. All mm-hmm. right. <laughs> Tell me the story here from, from AP. Let, let right. us know what exactly happened.
2: So, police kill, Mi- uh, it's Makia, not Makia. Mi- Mi- well, could be Makia. Makia or Makaya Bryant, 16, who was attacked, uh, who attacked two with a knife. The fatal police shooting of Makaya Bryant, a black teenager seen on video charging at two people with a knife, came within minutes of the verdict uh, in George George Floyd's killing, causing outrage by some over the continued use of lethal force by Columbus police. Officials with the Columbus Division of Police released footage of the shooting Tuesday night, just hours after it happened, a departure from protocol as the force faces immense scrutiny from the public following a series of recent high-profile police killings that have led to clashes. The girl was identified by Franklin County Children's Services, which said in a release that the 16-year-old Bryant was under the care of the agency at the time of her death. The 10-second clip begins with the officer getting out of his car. You guys all saw that. Uh, At the house where police have been dispatched after someone called 911 saying they were being physically threatened, Interim police chief Michael Woods said in the news conference um, and that 911 call, I believe was her. I think they did confirm that pretty sure uh, they just don't know everything that it said because it was very loud. I did her. I did hear him play some of it. So the officer shouts several times to get down. Um, so sorry. The officer takes a few steps toward a groups of people in the driveway. When Bryant starts swinging a knife wildly at another girl or woman who falls backwards, the officer shouts several times to get down. Bryant then turns and charges at another girl or woman who is pinned against a car. From a few feet away, uh, with people on either side of him, the officer fires four shots and Bryant slumps to the ground. A black-handled blade similar to a kitchen knife or a steak knife lies on the sidewalk next to her. A man immediately yells at the officer, you didn't have to shoot her, she's just a kid, man. The officer responds, she had a knife, she just went at her. The race of the officer wasn't clear, and he was taken, taken off patrolling the streets for the time being. Bryant was taken to a hospital where she was pronounced dead. It remains unclear if anyone else was injured. Woods said state law allows police to use deadly force to protect themselves or others, uh, and investigators will determine whether the shooting was such an instance. Also, in the t- state of Tennessee, you can use deadly force yourself to protect yourself or others.
1: Yeah, that's where I, I put myself in it. Like, if I came up on that exact situation, I'd, I'd feel like a hero right there, mm-hmm. honestly. feel like I just saved, I'm, and, it, and this is where the words get mixed up, but I would say I feel like I just saved someone's life, but the girl did die. But the the innocent person in the matter that was not trying to stab someone, their life, was saved in that instance. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if there was a fight beforehand. She might have very well been trying to defend herself against terrible people uh, who posed some type of physical threat to her before the police got there. But in that instance, that is not what matters. And remember when the cop comes up there, he doesn't know which person called 911. He just heard that there was a fight going on with knives. There's 911 being called. He arrives and there's someone trying to stab a girl with a knife. That's all he knows. For all he knows, the girl in pink is the one that called 911. Mm-hmm. No one's wearing name tags in this thing.
2: Wes said, we're going to get to the point where the cop is just going to wait until they kill each other and then write a report.
1: Yeah, that's it. Yeah. You sit in your car, let him work it out, and then write a report afterwards. Yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. And, and that is real. I mean, I've got some tweets here. If you guys want to see how crazy this is. Uh, the, by the way, the White House has already spoken on this. I don't know if you, you didn't get to that part yet. Is, is Kathy Griffin uh, relevant still? She's trying to be. Hmm. Trying to be. So I pulled up some tweets here. I'll, I'll just let you know what's going on because uh, Micaiah Bryant has been trending on Twitter. And everyone's, well, not everyone, but a lot of people are very upset about this. A lot of people very, very upset about this girl being killed. Here's what Kathy Griffin had to say. How in the hell does this police officer think it's a good idea to fire shots blindly into a group of teenagers having a fight? Yes, one of them has a knife. Oh, that never happened in your school or neighborhood? She didn't deserve to die. 16 years old. Hashtag Micaiah Bryant. Blindly fires into a group of teenagers. It are like, whoa, fights never happened at your school? Come on. Well, y'all wow. are crazy. I mean, I pulled up a bunch of tweets on this because um, you can ask Charlie. I was worked up about this today. Yeah, and this Re- is what I really was.
2: This is what. Uh, so she's also insinuating that this is common in black neighborhoods, and Mrs. Maurice is saying that's not common. Yeah, knife fights are not common. No, like
1: they're not. Com- they're maybe like in prison,
2: you know. No, it's more common to be killed by a knife than it is an AR-15. Much more common, but yeah. still on the scale of common, it's way down there.
1: From Brittany Cooper, who has a check mark, and I don't know who this is. A black girl is dead because the cops brought a gun to a damn knife fight. <laughs> God, if you if you don't know how to de-escalate teen girls who are fighting, you should not be a police officer. I said what I said. Hashtag Micaiah Bryant. Why do you have to end it with that? I said what I said. <laughs> I said what I said. Obviously, I, I hate it when people say things yeah, like that. Yeah. I. Like there's a trend, people saying I, I said what I said. like,
2: did you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> did you actually say that? Did you? Obviously, you said what you said because you just said it. Or people will say, that's it. That's the tweet. Obviously, that's the tweet. You yeah. just tweeted it. I just read it. It's a tweet. Mm-hmm. I just saw it. Or when people actually type out the word period at the end of something, mm-hmm. that's made for when you're talking. Yeah. You don't have to type it out at the end. There is a period there. Mm-hmm. You know, it's already there. And then so also from Brittany Cooper, this is the one I was telling you about. I'm not watching that body cam footage, <laughs> but we see story after story of the cops managing to take white men who threatened them with guns, knives, and even ram their cars into the police officers alive. Yet somehow, anytime they engage with black folks, it's shoot first. Now that's not factually accurate. First off, it's not no. anytime you engage with black folks, mm-hmm. they shoot first. That's, that's not really the case at all.
2: Of course, uh, as you mentioned, Kyle Wittenhouse is trending now, uh, because this guy can defend himself and they take him away peacefully, but he wasn't actively shooting someone when they, the cops arrived on
1: scene. No, I want to run through. I've actually got it where I'm going to share my screen here in a minute because Kyle Rittenhouse is trending on Twitter right now because of Makai Bryant. So
2: I said Wittenhouse. Rittenhouse.
1: Um, so uh, you're just wearing all that cowboy stuff and you got Witten mm-hmm. in your mind. Mm-hmm. So, But this this is not an accurate analogy. We see story after story of cops managing to take white men who threatened him with guns. She had a knife in her hand and she was swinging it towards a person that she had pinned against the car. That is not the same thing as someone who is standing there with a knife that the cop manages to de-escalate the situation later on. Those are two very different situations. In that moment, you're a second away from the person being hit with a knife and potentially bleeding out right there, for all you know. You can hit them the way she was turned over like that, and got her right in the lung. They're just right there, they're in a pulmonary... Arteries, you know. I took science. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right where they were inserted, chest tube. Yeah, just just right in there. You can't. All right, we'll keep going. We'll keep going, and then I'll. I'm telling y'all, I'm heated up. I'm hated up about mm-hmm. this, man. I'm heated up about it.
2: I got to be careful because of my blood pressure spikes, and I'll be in more. Your pain. tooth,
1: your tooth's gonna hurt. <laughs> All right, let me bring up a couple more here for everyone who is watching, because they became Patreon supporters, because they care about liberty. They can actually see what is here on these tweets. This person says, young women are told every day to keep weapons such as mace or even a small pocket knife to defend themselves. But when Micaiah Bryant actually have one to avoid being beaten up, police shoot her right away without hesitation. We all know this is not right. Say her name. (laughs) This is not... Listen, I think people should carry... Knives or mace or guns. Women should carry rocket launchers with them, if that is what would help them be safe in some type of instance. But protecting yourself when someone is beating you up is not the same as charging after people with the knife and then pinning someone else up against the vehicle and then trying to stab them. That is not the same thing at all. Gosh, you guys think I'm done, I'm not done. (laughs) <laughs> y'all sitting here saying, "Man, I bet Nate's done now." No, nope. y'all be wrong, wrong if that's what you thought. All right, let me pull another one up here from from Hugo or Ugo. Yeah,
2: like Joe makes a good point, and I think the same thing. If someone's beating you up and you pull a gun and then they they run away and you chase them down and shoot them, that's murder. You can't. Yeah. You can't chase someone down, shoot him in the back. Be like, oh, well, he attacked me five minutes ago. No, like, you don't. <laughs> doesn't mean you go get a gun. You have to be actively in danger. Your life has to be actively being threatened.
1: And you know what? If they were dealing with someone who had had used a gun in this circumstance and the cop hadn't stopped them and the person had shot someone with a gun or stabbed someone with a knife, they wouldn't be arguing that this was self-defense. No one would be arguing that it's Mm self-defense, pinning someone up against a car and shooting them or stabbing them. No one would be arguing that. They're only arguing it because a cop shot her and she was 16 and she was black. And honestly, the most important part is that she was black because if this was a white person, you wouldn't be hearing about it at all. Not one bit. It'd be good we just shot a white person. Mm. That's what you'd be hearing about. All right, from Hugo here. She was going to stab her, but the officer could have used his taser instead of killing her. Shake, shaking my head. S-M-H, shaking their head. Now I got in a discussion, I'll just call it a discussion with someone on Twitter earlier about the taser thing. A taser is not good in this scenario, all right? I got a good friend, good buddy of mine, who took four hits with a taser before he went down to the ground. And I told the person that story on Twitter. Took four hits with a taser before he went down. You could miss with a taser, they might not stick. It might not take the person down to the ground. There's all kinds of things that could happen. And the person was like, well, normally it's someone who's really drunk or really high and they can't feel the pain from the taser, so they keep doing whatever. The, did you guys see the cop perform a field sobriety test before he sh- when he showed up there? Is that horror, the first thing that happened? If
2: horror could be so much adrenaline, you don't feel it. Yeah. Like, you know how much adrenaline these people got? You know how much adrenaline they've got going on right now in the middle of this? So much.
1: I didn't test the levels. I didn't have time. I didn't didn't test it. A taser is a, not a good idea. In adrenaline
2: this. Can, can make you not feel pain.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and someone just brought up, if you hit her with a taser and then she died of a heart attack afterwards, I mean, that would be murder too. Literally murder too. <laughs> that's, what that, that's what that would actually be right there. No, a taser is not a good idea in this scenario. You need, when someone is actually swinging at someone with a knife that could kill them, you have to stop them right then. A a taser is not, okay, someone's literally about to kill someone. I'm going to try this taser out. A taser is trying to not use any type of deadly force because no one is in any imminent threat of bodily harm at that time. You use a taser with someone who's standing over there wielding a knife and there's not someone standing right next to them. And you're not immediately trying to save someone's life. The idea of the taser is crazy in this scenario. All right? And then uh, last thing, we got the big guns coming in here. Valerie Jarrett. I don't know if y'all remember her. Valerie Jarrett's out there. A black teenage girl, got to start with black teenage girl named Micaiah Bryant, was killed because a police officer immediately decided to shoot her multiple times in order to break up a knife fight. Demand accountability, fight for justice
2: as if they're saying this as if people don't die from knives i know
1: like oh it's just knives man who cares i
2: don't understand it's just a little knife fight. what as if it's like that's not a big deal it's crazy it's just oh just to break up a knife fight only a knife fight that's all it was
1: and so now people are bringing up tell you something i've never had a knife fight in my life i haven't had one either yeah no i just don't feel like that's a good idea but I would, have, I would have taken it as dangerous. Mm-hmm. I think it's a pretty dangerous thing to get in a fight with someone with a knife. A lot of people are killed by knives every year. As you pointed out, way more people are killed by knives every year than, than from rifles. So they are very deadly weapons. Okay? They're sharp. <sighs> Going through here, I just won't pull up the screen, but now Kyle Rittenhouse is trending because you know what? Brooklyn dad defiant. <laughs> we can just talk about him. Oh, this guy's wonderful. Why is it that the same people who think it was okay for Kyle Rittenhouse to murder two people in self-defense also think a 16-year-old girl defending herself with a knife somehow deserved to be shot dead? This is not what happened in the story. She might have been defending herself. Thing. People just make it up. She I was know. defending herself. You can just
2: say it. I'm not going to watch the body cam footage, but she was defending herself. I know it. Yeah. We know it was wrong. I saw um, I saw her mom's, uh, you know, when they interviewed her. And her mom was like, she promoted peace. Um, doesn't look like she promoted peace in that clip. No, no. It doesn't seem like a peaceful individual. And I understand how emotions can get heated. And, you know, if somebody attacks you, you want to attack them back even later on. You know, because you're still full of rage. I get that. But this was a very... Stupid choice that ended up in a terrible result. Yeah. That's what this was.
1: And it wasn't just a stupid choice like, oh, you decided to go down the road of uh, doing heroin all the time. Like, oh, you make stupid choices, bad things happen to you, right? It's not like that. Your stupid choice was you were attempting to murder someone. Mm-hmm. That's the stupid choice. And in, I, in my opinion, the cop did his job. He's a good shot. And he mm-hmm. really trusts himself a lot. And he saved... An innocent person's life. Now, I don't know if that potentially. Per- well, in this instance, in that specific instance, there was she was an innocent person for for whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Whatever she did, it wasn't the death penalty. That's that's not was what, what was supposed to come up right there.
2: <laughs> so somebody said the the knife fight was mostly peaceful. Yeah,
1: overall, <laughs> yeah. No one even actually got stabbed. There was a mostly peaceful knife fight, mm-hmm. and hardly anyone got shot. Another thing this here. To me,
2: this to me is just where, like, they just say whatever they want to say. Yeah, and it's it's completely emotional. There's no logic behind it. We can go back and forth on this. You know, the the law and Chauvin and his, uh, you know, his uh, guiltiness or whatever, and what he should have been charged with or whatever. But in this case, it's clear. It's so clear. It's unbelievably clear. Yeah. And they still doesn't matter they still in the case of michael brown that was a clear justified shooting in my opinion you know he was charging the officer it yeah. wasn't hands up don't shoot
1: but that's the narrative. people will literally running. still say hands up don't shoot
2: it's that's the type of thing that just absolutely blows my mind now are we sad that a a young 16 year old girl are we sad that a young black 16 year old girl died yes of course it's a tragedy. It's a very sad situation. She had so many more choices to make in life. And unfortunately, it is what it is. And, and you can't, this isn't a fight for justice cause where somebody did something wrong in ending this girl's life. A lot of people are like, well, why can't they shoot her in the leg or in the arm? You, you know how hard it is to shoot somebody to begin with? Let alone try to aim for their arm or leg. Yeah. You're always taught, and most of you who carry a gun know this, you're taught to aim for the center mass. Why? Because you have the highest probability of hitting it
1: and the highest probability of stopping whatever the threat is. Yes. Yeah. So, this
2: whole idea. Of, <laughs> Boy,
1: didn't you shoot the knife out of her hand. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. This whole idea of, well, we got to start shooting people in the foot.
1: I've I've said that before, but then after thinking about it for about three minutes afterwards, I'm like, that's just, it's what I wish would happen. Right. It's like, I wish that when someone was coming at an officer, they could just shoot him in the leg and then the person would live and then they would have another chance. Like, that's what I wish would happen. Mm -hmm. But if you're, if you do perceive that you're in a life or death scenario, um, that's, that's just not, that's not what you can do. Another thing, just the last Kyle Rittenhouse thing, because this is the narrative. This is why Kyle Rittenhouse is trending right now. For anyone defending the cop that shot a teenage girl with a knife four times. How do you shoot someone with a knife four times? That's difficult. (laughs) Please keep in mind that Kyle Rittenhouse, who actually shot and killed two people, was taken alive. Charlie left. He just walked out just walked out of the room. But this is actually the narrative that's out there. The narrative is that Kyle Rittenhouse actually shot and killed two people. And then the cops, they just showed up. And they were super, you know, nice with him. Which actually they didn't arrest him immediately. Uh, And because he was white, he was taken alive when the cops arrived on the scene. The actual story with the Kyle Rittenhouse thing is after he shot and killed the two people he called the cops on himself he called 911 he told them that he had just killed two people and then he surrendered and tried to surrender himself for arrest when the police arrived so if when the police arrive you are surrendering yourself for arrest at that time that is not a good analogy it's not a good analogy whatsoever it it compare it to something else find something else but this, in this instance, Kyle Rittenhouse and what happened to Micaiah Bryant, there's no similarities between them whatsoever. You should have dropped the knife. Yeah. Drop
2: the knife and then talk to the cops and tell if, them what happened.
1: If, if Micaiah Bryant would have dropped the knife and then surrendered herself for arrest when, when they arrived there and then the cop shot her four times, then you would have a good comparison to the Kyle Rittenhouse yeah, exactly. thing. There's your comparison. But since she was actively trying to murder someone when the police showed up, then it is not a good analogy whatsoever at all. Mm-hmm. And so what really, really, I don't know, what, what bothers me on, a, on the, I guess, ideas and philosophical side of this is there's this big push for being against police brutality, for reforming the police or abolishing the police or whatever. There is a big push for this. And there's no principle behind it. The principle behind it is we are mad about the black people who have been killed by police and we demand accountability and justice for that. But there's no principle behind it. It's not that individuals are sovereign. It's not that the government has the use of force over people. It's not that there's too many tyrannical laws out there and the government is too powerful and has too much money and too much military equipment or anything like that. It's, I'm a a victim, this person is the oppressor, and that is what I am upset about. And so then when you get into this situation where it is clear that someone was attempting to murder someone and the police shot them to stop them from doing so, and probably saved the persons, potentially saved the person who was in pink, probably saved her life, you still cry about how this is because she was black and they only do this to people who are black. And we demand accountability. We demand justice. Valerie Jarrett's saying fight for justice. Demand accountability. The girl in pink was black, too. I know. By the way. She was also black. Yeah. So there is a difference between being against police brutality and being against police killing black people. Like the, And that's actually what the movement is about. It's not against police brutality. It's not against the power of the government. It's not against anything like that. It's against the police killing black people. That It's against police killing victims, people who are of victimhood status. Mm-hmm. And it has nothing to do with actually reining in the power of the government whatsoever. And so that's what really bothers me about it. That's why I'm so slow to align with people when it comes down to this movement, because I have a hard time even aligning with people. Even when we are working towards the same goal, I could say I'm not going to align, but I will. I would use i would i would use their power and their forces to try and get what i want done but it's you got to be careful who you align with because these are the principles behind the movement and if you don't have the right principles if you don't have the right ideas stuff can still get way out of whack on the back end afterwards you're not working with people whose principles are individual liberty for all human beings that's not what the principles are it's protect people who we've decided have victimhood status and doesn't matter if they're trying to murder someone. Doesn't matter if we literally have vir- uh, a video of them attempting to murder someone. You're not allowed to shoot that person because they're black. Mm-hmm. And that's it. That kind of pisses me off a little bit, man.
2: Yeah,
0: I'm just with so you. Just so you know.
2: Also, if you this is your first time listening, we are anti-death. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. We wish. I just wish it never would have happened. Honestly, like I, you know, it is sad that a 16-year-old girl lost her life. That yeah. is sad.
1: I'm sad for her family. Yeah. Uh, it it is really sad. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, the the police
2: chief got really emotional after his la- latest press conference I was watching and he said he said, you know, I I'm, I'm a father and he's like, "I this is this is heartbreaking, you know?" He was like, "I sure he said I sure as hell wish it wouldn't have happened." Yeah. And that's all you can say.
1: He also, I believe he did defend the the shoot too yeah, he, said, he, did. he said it was a good mm-hmm. it was a
2: good shoot. He said it's part of their policy, part yeah. of their standards, yeah, um, of course, he said they're investigating everything, so they have to wait for all that to happen, but uh, this is just the people in some of the people in this movement, the Black Lives Matter organization, are just blinded to logical thought. Yeah. They, 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 you can't, they can't separate like legit. There's this narrative of systemic racism, right? Yeah. There's this whole narrative. And I, I think it's, I think it's pretty clear that although there have been pieces of the system throughout our history that have held black people back, I'm not going to deny that. We obviously have had slavery and Jim Crow laws and, Real estate, housing, whatever. There's been discrimination. Georgia
1: voting laws. Yeah, yeah.
2: Georgia voting laws, yeah. clearly. Uh, but we have had things in the system that have been uh, racist towards black people. That's that's
1: for sure. But,
2: I mean, we elected a black guy for president twice,
1: by the way. Well, actually, you know, in California, he still, still would have had to stand up and admit that he was an oppressor, you know, being part white. Part so, white and he's male. <laughs> yeah. So that's yeah. a problem. Still an oppressor.
2: Uh, we have a black vice president, you know. There, there's, there's so many people in this country of different races who are successful. And the uh, contrary to what AOC is saying, in my opinion, the system, although it has its flaws, it's not systemic flaws anymore. Like, we
1: It's not actual racist laws built in because of people's race.
2: The structure of our society isn't actually racist
1: anymore. They might disproportionately affect people of color. Yes. But that's because of economics.
2: And there are still racist people. Like, that still exists. But you can't... To blanket this whole thing as systemic leads to this type of response to a clear, clear justified police shooting yeah but because we have this systemic narrative because we have the narrative this is the type of response you're going to continue to see and that's that's what becomes dangerous especially when people are like well i'm not even gonna watch the video
1: yeah i'm just not gonna watch
2: it a black girl died that's all i need to know yeah where do i protest what burning what building do i burn down you know
1: and what are we going to have protests over this? I mean, Valerie Jarrett's out there saying to demand accountability and and fight for justice and all these things. I mean, so what are we going to do if this if this cop doesn't get charged with murder? How much of the country is going to get burned down? And there's the issue: where you justify the the stuff getting burned down because people are upset about something, and then you have a justified police shooting where where the the cop literally just did their job and did what you would hope they would do and did what I would do in that scenario. If I saw someone wielding a knife and, and, and lunging it towards Charlie or my mom or my wife or any of you guys that are Patreon supporters, not you guys who aren't Patreon supporters, but definitely the ones who are Patreon supporters, they did what someone should do in that scenario, which is save the person's life who someone else was attempting to murder them. They literally did their job. Are we going to have buildings burned down because of this? This is what happens when you justify the mob. It's dangerous. It's very dangerous. This is why it's very important for your ideas, the things you fight for, the things you protest for, to be built on a set of principles that can be applied in all scenarios so you can weed through when you should be mad about something, when you shouldn't be mad about something, If you're going to take to the streets, why you should do that and why you shouldn't do it, because if you're constantly crying wolf on this scenario, where you have a literally justified police shooting and you're always crying wolf, well, see, killing black, and you're just going to, you're going to kill the narrative even more than what it already is in people's heads. No one's going to care anymore. No, it's just literally not going to matter to people. And then when someone actually does get murdered by a police officer, well, then I'm not going to watch the video because these people said that the cop murdered this girl that was trying to murder a different girl. Why would I go? Why Mm -hmm. would I pay attention to this trend right now? Why would I go look at the at the body cam footage? This person just has been crying wolf about cops killing black people over and over again when it was justified shootings. Why would I care what they're tweeting about right now? And then you actually kill the movement and you kill the actual important part of the entire scenario. Which is should be police brutality. Yeah.
2: Police overstepping their bounds. For instance, the color doesn't matter. The color of the victim doesn't matter.
1: The because taser is trending on Twitter right now. Just Daniel
2: Shaver is a great example of where the cop used excessive force of a guy crawling towards him. The so we have to combat that. We we have to get the narrative correctly, and this scenario doesn't fit. No, it doesn't fit.
1: This does not fit what the narrative is, and this is going to lead to destroying the narrative, which you should actually care about if you actually care about stopping police brutality or any type of racism or whatever in the system. You should care about taking care of your narrative and not adding things that shouldn't be inside of the narrative to what your narrative is okay all right y'all thank you all so much for hanging out if you are a patreon supporter you get to watch us live again at 6 p.m tonight when we are going to have a very special interview everyone gets to watch it everyone else is gonna have to wait until this weekend sometime to hear the episode so go to patreon.com slash good liberty and sign up for as little as five dollars a month join that private discord server and you can watch things like this tonight once every 439 episodes when we have them all right so you wanna make sure you're in there for that. Thank you guys very much for being supporters of the show. I am elated. I am joyful every day when I see a new subscriber. This person just pledged $5. This person just pledged $15. It's I can't tell you what that feels like when you see it. It's amazing. Not just for us and us running ads and trying to push this movement forward. But to see people actually taking action towards the things that they believe in and really working towards changing things in the right direction, it just it gives me hope every single time I see that new person roll in. So if you want to give me a little bit of hope, then go join patreon.com mm-hmm. slash good morning liberty.
2: Y'all leave us that rating and review on Apple Podcast. Please, five stars if you think it's worth it because it is. And I know you enjoyed today's show as you enjoy every single one of them. If it's your first time, like I said, go back. And take the 428-episode challenge. It is a fantastic challenge. I think we were supposed to give certificates or something. There's a few people that have done it. Yeah. So y'all go do all that. Leave us that rating and review. And if you do all that, we'll be back again tomorrow. Hope you guys have a good day and a good morning
0: liberty. Also go to YouTube and hit that like button. Use that glassy.